Hello everyone, Merry Christmas. It is the holiday season, Christmas time is almost upon us, and that means gift giving and gift receiving, which of course also means gift purchasing and planning, is certainly in full swing. You probably at least one time in the past month have been thinking about what am I going to give that special someone, planning out the gift that you'd love for them to have. God gives us a gift too at Christmas, and I know that many of you quickly think, yes, I know that, it's Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, the baby born in the manger in Bethlehem. And you're right, that is exactly the gift God gives you, but there are two parts about this gift called the baby Jesus coming at Christmas that you may or may not think about too often, and today we get to think about these two gifts connected to Jesus that God gives us one being something we probably recognize and one other one not so much. Philippians chapter 1 verse 29 helps us think about these two gifts we receive while connected to Jesus. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him but also to suffer for him. It has been granted to you, Paul says. This is a gift, something given to you by God because he wanted to. He dialed it up just for you. First of all, the gift of believing in him. We did not choose God. He chose us. We do not reach up to God and grab him and pull him down to us. He came all the way from heaven to earth and descended into our midst bringing us his salvation, sharing with us his holy word, and then convincing us through his Holy Spirit that it's true. When you believe that Jesus is your Savior, that is God's work and not your work. That is such a gift because if it were left up to us, we would certainly mess it up or at least we would wonder greatly if we had messed it up or not. Being a Christian, converting to faith, believing in Jesus is God's grace. It's his gift. It was granted to us by him. And then also, this is a gift. Don't miss the second part of the verse. To also suffer for him. It is a gift to us to suffer for Jesus. Suffering is strange in a lot of ways, isn't it? We at least imagine it to be something that we shouldn't have to do. Americans like to think that if they make the right choices and push the right buttons and call the right shots and finagle things and arrange things in their life just so, then they can arrange for themselves a life that is absent of suffering. But that simply isn't true. It simply isn't possible. We live in a sin-filled planet, and that means suffering is all around. We see that in the lives of others. We see that certainly on the news. We see that in our own life and even in our own heart. Sometimes we suffer because of other sinful people sinning against us. Sometimes we suffer because we ourselves have committed sin, and now we are full of guilt and shame and suffering. Sometimes we suffer just because... There's suffering around and it's nobody's fault, such as the winter storm in Texas 
or the hurricane that came a few years ago to Houston, Hurricane Harvey, or, or the tornadoes that just ripped through the middle of the United States, Kentucky, Arkansas, and states like that. There's a lot of suffering connected to those tragedies and natural disasters, and it's not really anybody's fault. They just happened. Then there's other kinds of suffering that come because we are simply trying to live a quiet, confident Christian life, and suffering comes from those who hate Jesus. What do you mean you believe that the Bible is God's word and not just a bunch of human opinions? What do you mean that God's plan for marriage is just one man and one woman for life? What do you mean that there's only one road to God and that everyone else is going to hell? You mean to tell me that if I don't believe in Jesus as my Savior, then I'm going to hell? Christians can certainly suffer plenty for simply believing that God's word is true. And when that happens, they can say, this is a gift God has given me. It is a gift to suffer for his name. It's a gift because it means that you and Jesus are closely connected. The world that is ungodly and will not listen to God's truth hates Jesus with a passion, and if they also cause you to suffer just as they would have caused Jesus to suffer and did long ago, then that means you and Jesus are on the same side. Suffering is a gift. And while we cannot stop suffering from entering our lives, we certainly can fix our attitude about it. Think about Jesus who suffered for you willingly. He stood tall with integrity, even when ridiculed. He never stopped loving others or his heavenly father, even when under attack. He simply lived a life of love, and when suffering came, it's almost like it spurred him on all the more to show love, even to those who were causing him to suffer. You can keep inner stability like Jesus, even as you're grieving difficult losses. You can keep loving others and the truth in spite of what anyone else thinks about it. You can continue to put one foot in front of the next and honor God and handle suffering in a Christ-centered way. One example of this is a man named Thomas Taylor who lived back in the 1800s. He only lived to be the age of 28 because he had such severe health problems. He wanted to be a pastor but only managed to do that for six months before becoming a tutor for a little while before dying and going to heaven. But even though his life was short and very difficult, he penned these words that are a hymn that many cherish. I'm but a stranger here. Heaven is my home. Earth is a desert drear. Heaven is my home. Danger and sorrow stand round me on every hand. Heaven is my fatherland. Heaven is my home. Handle suffering in that way. And you will be able to say, God gives me gifts. Jesus at Christmas, the gift that I believe what he says, and he is my Savior, and then the gift of suffering for his name with a heart centered on him alone. Merry Christmas.